Enjoy the show. Play on my tiny. Your wiener can't make a choice. It never can. It never can. never can. I do not want a con of slime. No cat would be funny. Broken clock is right twice a day. So. Just don't know when. Look, he had to sit in a weird position because if he didn't, his shirt would go up to his fucking nipples. (laughs) Be like Santa telling you he likes getting pegged. It's just. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for our green flag. We call this a surprise podcast. Yeah. Podcast could happen at any moment. Yes. On Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. uh, MST. MST3K. Yes. I really struggled with that. It's okay. We all struggle. Like, the only people to struggle to actually speak English most days, we are the Triforce Podcast, of course, and I am your host, Matthew Buchrell, the Matt Man. And to my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man. In the Bajanger Box, we have one Katarina Thermascara, wonderful woman, and our omnipotent producer that is Stephen Buchrell, big brother. And our mascot hero of time, Link Diablo. We gather here tonight for a better Iron Fist. Back to a galaxy far, far away. And not your Superman's Witcher and so much more on the Triforce Podcast. We want you to hop on over here to pjandwh.com where soon... We'll find all of our podcast goodness below, but, you know, the Mac computer had to go and... Like and subscribe uh, here. You know, okay, fuck up. Please. Yeah, I fucked it up. But Old Man fixed it, and that was our weekend. So, podcast coming soon. Another thing coming soon, Giggity, is hitting that second button, which is for Walljanger Gaming, because right now, Monday through Friday, you will find Big Brother streaming... The hottest game to hit the internet this season, Elden Ring. You get to have, hear him have a conniption because you don't get to see him. Nah, on screen. No, 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 no. The mic and is the mic mic's is off. off. That's that's too much. It's for the viewers benefit okay. more than la- more than anything. It and on clean, any day, it is a, a clean stream because I don't say anything. Any game. day, yeah. any randomly day that ends in Y, you'll hear you'll see Connor and sometimes Maisie on Walljanger Gaming. Yeah, this Saturday and Sunday, you'll find me hopping back to the old Republic um, with our Jedi Knight, Torah Farah. And I I swear to God, my life mission is to get her on some kind of a game stream. (laughs) Is Katarina Thermos Kara. You can get her on Zoom and then you can just give her control of your PC. Nobody wants to see that. Everybody wants to see that. Everybody wants to see that. Everybody does. You know who... the only thing they want to see Play more... Play that same song. <laughs> so, the only thing they want to see more is Tom Cruise's Wonder Woman. Or... <laughs> Enter dejection. <laughs> After this funny little intro, you may Man, want to actually... Man, I, I feel that tone of voice. You may actually want to contact the team and find us on all social media handles. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch and Twitter. So... We hop on over to our first story, which if you riddled me this, I would never have gotten the answer in a million years. But Riddler, year one spinoff comic to be written by Paul Dano. Riddle me that. The man who played the Riddler. So it's an autobiography. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Riddle me this. Who loved playing the Riddlers so much in Matt Reeves' Batman that he's writing a spinoff comic based on the character? Paul Dano. That's who. The Batman director, Matt Reeves, has also announced the that Riddler Year One is coming with Paul Dano at the helm. I loved him as the Riddler. I, yep. will, I thought I will he played. He, he made. He did a very good portrait. I loved him too. It was his best part of the movie. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Once he watches it, <laughs> it um, will be. A new Riddler comic book hits stores this October with Riddler Year One, written by the man himself, Paul Dano. Unmask the your first look here and uh, scroll down. There's actually a tweet, which it just has tweet. It just shows you a little bit of like the art style they're going with there. Oh, nice. I like it. Very kind of Batman year one in the Mm -hmm. depiction, which I do love. Um, So only see the Batman only in theaters now. That was towards you. That was towards you. (laughs) Well, when I'm not resurrecting computers from the dead, I will go see As Big Brother said, I wrote the copy, so I put that in there on purpose. Don't drink drink any liquids like hours before. Yeah, end game protocol. I, I will take the mag- magnesium and sodium movie. tablets Pair so your I will bladder. be very de- dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Enter dehydrated, leave. Make, make sure I fast for three days, I'm sure. you know. Oh, you'll zoom right through it. Uh, so Dano's Riddler is a wild departure from the Frank Groshen's uh, portrait. Gorshin? Gorshin. There Gorshin. we go. Gorshin. His portrayal of the co- of the character in the Batman, the movie, His which was, was awesome because that's where you saw Batman had shark repellent. And then there was that scene with the bomb to where he couldn't fit the bomb out the tiny windows in the basement because it's a basement. You got tiny windows. So he had to end up like carrying the bars on a long, it. Yeah, a long time. That was such a cheesy ass fucking movie. Thank God we have such better movies now. Like Paul Dano's Zodiac Killer esque kind of with rhythm. budgets. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to see, man. Especially as a comic, I like seeing that year one premise because a lot of like the villains, you know, Joker's origins, you know. Mr. Freeze, a lot of them, like, there's a lot of Batman cat, villains that you can really take this real in-depth look on. And mm-hmm. even on other... Char- no shortage of villains for them yeah. to roll out. Or any, just any villain, because there is, a, there is a focus on villains after the Joker movie. And I have to say, um, I know that there's a lot of people that didn't like the show Gotham. I know that it had uh, some serious problems, but I also really thought that that second season, which was the rise of the villains was some of the best that they came. Their casting oh, for yeah. their villains was That second season here. was fire. Yeah. It was real fire. Um, there is definitely interest in the villains, their origin stories, them teaming up, um, just their progression as characters. And I would absolutely love to see a focus on that. I actually would like to see those those actors in those roles. Yeah. See, even good getting, people are masochists at, at their core because they like to see a villainous backstory. Yeah. Right. They, it's because you see the honest person becoming the villain and you see the what path to madness. The depths of despair or, yeah. or right. strife or what because, they had to go through. And, and, and also like speaks to that whole it thing that it's the reason why know, it's the reason we why all go through our so own good. like traumas and then seeing yes. someone else kind of getting the revenge that we never got. Yeah. But also to the or point, even like 
you know, the, the dark side of your psyche. Yes. Whereas if I, if, if I didn't have this empathy or care for other people, if I really was just like a narcissistic psych psychopath and, and you can hide a good had no compunction system. doing these things, like you kind of get to live out. Yeah, that kind it's, of, it's classic yeah. angel, you know, angel devil yes. kind of thing. Well, it's, yeah, it, yeah. it brings back to the tale of the true hero because the, the villain says as much about the hero as, and it, it adds to the story. If you have, like, look at any comic book superhero that people really have a problem with. Flash. Lame-ass villains. Uh, Green Arrow really didn't have any kind of real bomb-ass villains. I mean, Flash was his own villain, like, every... Exactly. Like, How many versions of the Flash are we going to roll out for this, buddy? It just... <laughs> you know, Flash's best one was Gorilla Grodd, but... Yeah. Only so many times you can get beat the fuck out of by a gorilla and it's entertaining. You know what? No, I'll take that back. That's why no, I, no, that's always no. entertaining. I think that, that's why having I like him the... as a major villain with several seasons would have been great, as opposed to mm -hmm. a one and done. A cycle of flashes. Yeah. Um it's the reason why I like Batman because every villain, you know, is, is a part of Batman's um skill set. Yeah. Right. You got intelligence. You got, you got the, like, it's the, a part the of his personality, nature. you know, it's, because it's, Batman is the guy. Bruce Wayne is the personification. That's where a lot of people have problems with this Batman movie. This is not, but it is Batman. It's an early it Batman. Is. I just don't like the hair, the That's anime it. hair. But it also calls into that whole is Batman really the hero where some of these villains become villains because of the ripple effect of Batman doing heroic things. Definitely a butterfly effect, that's for sure. He's over here. Yeah. Yeah. Who's over there? Who was that saying? <laughs> <laughs> Who's over there? Who's over there? He keeps on swapping like between my right hand and my left hand. This is like your wiener can't make a choice. It never can. It never can. can. It never, <laughs> can. never can. It doesn't stop. <laughs> it really I, thinks on I've its own. I've been waiting for that joke. <laughs> I told you I was going to make some dick jokes. I got to touch my own wiener here. Look, if you touch my wiener and I touch my wiener at the same time, that's a shared moment. Break. I'm sorry. I feel like that's breaking some kind of law. <laughs> Just don't make eye contact. It's fine. <laughs> he did. I feel dirty. But I don't Cross feel dirty streets. about this next story. <laughs> yeah. Because Netflix is releasing a Tekken animated series this year. I'm glad and it's anime. There's a teaser trailer. Yay Unlike for, for minute trailers. Whoa. Oh yeah. <laughs> Coming to a movie theater near you. <laughs> a Netflix near you. <laughs> Unlike some other late nineties game franchises with sales of more than fifty million copies, the Tekken series has only had a few attempts at translating the story from movies or TV. Those attempts did manage to include a complete for, uh, completely forgettable two thousand ten live action flick, and I did not know that was even made. It was it was okay. I mean, I got to see it for free, so my my general indifference is kind of waved at okay. the door. Here's the 1 to 10 scale. 10 being Sonic, 1 being Full Metal Alchemist on adaptation-wise. 4. Okay. That's not bad. Oh, dang. If you were <laughs> expecting other shit, that's not bad. Or didn't even know it existed. Well, it at least if you tell me not bad, I'm thinking 5 or 6. Like, you look at this trailer. Means... This looks Hayahashi better. Hayahashi Mishima. Kind of bad. Kind this of, looks kind amazing. Of bad. bad. This looks Jin great. Jin Kazama. Yeah, and it's the story of Jin Kazama, which... 
That was Kazuya Mashima attacking games, but it's just such <laughs> an awesome. It's an awesome Paul, Paul Phoenix. Fucking love playing as Paul. Um, just Martial King? Law King. So many King. great fucking characters. Armor in this. King, and that's what I really love about Netflix is that, especially when they make an anime adaptation coming to Netflix in twenty twenty two of a game. Oh they, boy, they make. They make it right for the fans. Shit, it's out already. They're they're <laughs> adding all the different stuff that you want from a game into an adaptation because games are very much about the Easter eggs. Devil wins, and that's that's what I really like about what Netflix is doing with their adaptations. Is that even when you look at like Witcher. You look at some of the other stuff that they've done and the stuff they have in the oven. Uh, Resident Evil. That's coming in June. Eddie Gordo. There's a lot of different stuff that you can do with Tiger. A Tekken anime. And I think this one has a lot of legs. So we'll have to see. But conditions surrounding the adaptation may be better as uh, Hadara and uh, invited Yoshimitsu wins. To check out the new trailer. If Tekken Bloodline follows the games, the show will tie together with the King of the Iron Fist tournament. So we do have a hope to see an, a better Iron Fist than the Netflix shows. King of the Iron Fist, brought to you by Kazuya Mashima Technologies. It was an easy sponsor. <laughs> On to the next segue. A lot like... <laughs> This next story. Oof, that one was rough. It was Ooh, clunky like a fucking clunky one. Clunky like a bad transmission. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I can no, see you need a drink after all one. that. From one to three. Lot. I don't have to drive it anymore. What's a clutch? Granny clutching all the way. <laughs> so Watchmen Dude. show and Lost Creator reportedly working on a Star Wars movie. New rumor comes from a tweet made by uh, Jeff Schneider. Schneider. Uh, a reporter. Snarf, snarf. A reporter from the... The Arkler? Ankler? Okay. An- Ankler. The Ankler. Ankler. The, so they're like... They, like they're they a little ankle by Say it with some pretension. Ankler. They cover Star Wars and dogs under six inches tall. Yes. This <laughs> 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 thing... <laughs> That Lindelof is working on a new Star Wars. So Linky makes the cut. (laughs) Now here's the here's here here's the thing about Lindelof. All right, he made a very good Watchmen show. He did because he knew this is the story I want to tell. I would like to think there was some kind of logical reason for why he just stopped fucking caring in the production of Lost. It's also the same show that I can't watch in front of Connor every time he tries to enter the room. Which the Watchmen? Yeah, it's a yeah. really good, so really good. great. It is show. masterfully oh done. God, it is. It, it really is. It really is. Because I was worried about that. I was like, oh, the guy from Lost. But... I think Lost had didn't expect to run as long as it did, and they were yeah. running out of things. Like they almost thought, forgot about plot holes that they just left wide open like so, Pennsylvania. So I, I kind of add that to that there, cat. Lost fell into the Jericho hole because Jericho on CBS was brought back by the fans. Such a good show. Right. Which, it was a good show. But the second season sucked ass. But they prematurely canceled it, mm-hmm. and then they brought it back because of the fan outpouring. And then because Lost didn't want to do that, yeah, 
because the outpouring, like the the the, uh, you know, everybody was bought into to to the show, and mm-hmm. ABC kept on trying to renew it, and you know. <laughs> He was like, no, I got to end it here. This is like, no, you're getting three more seasons. <laughs> I got other shit to do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, they've both gone on to very, you know, great careers after this. I'm not saying anything against it, but, I mean, they got to do at least a better job at what we got from the sequel. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, why not, man? Throw it at the wall. See what sticks. He did a good job on Watchmen. Give that man some motherfucking lightsabers. Give him some dark sabers. Mm, with a spot of tea. But uh, Lindelof worked with on Lost with co-creator J.J. Abrams, who directed The Force Awakens and uh, Rise of Skywalker. Look, Force Awakens, my main problem with that was just that it was too much like A New Hope, which if that is the worst critique, okay. But Rise of Skywalker... Uh, my problem with that is he was just trying to clean up everything. We're going to name yeah, this Hope he was trying 2. to write the ship at that point. He really... Yeah. Because he didn't have the middle one. Which that was and what, he Whedon? He couldn't do anything. And Whedon's already really got a shit-ass name in the second one. I, I really hate that that's how those movies came out. We yeah. were all so hyped up, so excited. I wish it was just J.J. all the way through because he would have made a great All the people trilogy. that were cast were really talented people and deserved more. They really did deserve better. I, I mean, I, I and agree. for that to be the last film that um, JJ came uh, off the heels that Carrie of, appeared in is is sad. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, JJ came off the heels of like Super Eight and mm-hmm. and and Star Wars. I mean, uh, Star Trek. Yeah. So, a lot of lens flare. A lots of lens flare. <laughs> um, not that I have anything against JJ. I just think someone. Oh, I have plenty against JJ. I, I had a problem with him not to be. I would have liked him not to have been involved in those films. Yeah, I don't want. I, like, that's what I was about to say. Is I, I don't I, want him. In, I like... liked the characters and I liked mm. the actors that they hired to play the characters. Yeah. I just think that for Star Wars, they could have done better. John yes. Boyega and they have done better with their shows. John Boyega and uh, Oscar Isaac were probably two of my favorite characters, and then obviously yes. Ray. Oh, yeah. But I mean. It's just it. It's a shame at what happened, but yeah, it fell apart in the middle. A lot like how our show usually happens. It does. No, I think ours kind of crumbles as soon as we go live. <laughs> you can leave the mic. Sure. If you're to. You're you're hooked. I'm hooked. <laughs> you're hooked. Okay. Producer, big brother. Um, but especially with Star Wars, the well, thing that I really love about it is that this the tr- the goddamn TV shows are doing better than the sequel trilogy movies. Yeah, yeah. But a little bit you can of, see the amount of care and respect that went into those shows that who, were not put into those. Would films. you like to see direct one? So I'll say like Kevin Smith. Mm. I think I would like to see Kevin Smith do an animated. Star Wars project, maybe not I think in charge be really of, of good. the trilogy, but um, I think for animated, because that I would like give him humor. That would be good. Him, I really liked yeah. what he did with Dogma. Yeah, because it would give him room to be goofy, and that's what he does yeah. well. Is that goofy? And I think humor. that translates better in in mm-hmm. an animated Star Wars thing than yes. opposed to live action. He's the perfect kind of Star uh, Wars nerd. That's to do a really that great question. Thing. I I don't I don't know. 
I, I don't know who I would have liked to. That's just the thing. Like, I, mm. I think everyone who's passionate about Star Wars has a super specific vision in their own head. And I yeah. don't know that there's anyone. And, and I don't know directors like that anyway, that I could name them. Um, I mean, um, I only but, know and I don't want to use the obvious of like Floney. Quentin um, Tarantino. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be an amazing no. film. Because you never know be, what you're gonna get with it. It would guy. be so wrong. No. Oh yeah. That's why it would be so awesome. No. He would bend Disney no. over and have his way. Who's the director of Dune? Oh, Denny Vivenue. Hola Denis. Maybe him. Or maybe Peter Jackson. Could you fix the green screen? They would be eight hours each. You and Link just breaking the fourth <laughs> wall like the fucking Kool-Aid man. The edge of his. So we're talking about. I'm gonna say so Peter Jackson. Director, your favorite director Kevin for Star Smith. Wars. Steve said Kevin Smith. And I, I said, also said Coppola. Yes, I said he's oh, so Coppola. Coppola and Kevin Smith. I went with not uh, not the same film, like separate films. They're not working together. on the same right. project. Like, right. Okay. Co-direct. Let's just. I can't even imagine how that would go. Yeah. I <laughs> but said. I need a documentary of that right now. <laughs> and you will probably understand. You'll know exactly <laughs> why I said this. I said on. Quentin Tarantino. I was about to say the same thing. Motherfucking, that's why we're going to. I'm going to go once again with the guy who directed Dune or Denis um, Vivigny. Never movies or not movies. Because I know that at the very least, they will be visually beautiful films. Um, yeah. Throw one more into there. Spielberg, because he would actually honor Lucas. I thought about yeah. that because, oh, yeah. Like even oh, yeah. James Cameron, because he's such yes. an, a detail whore. Yeah. He yeah. would probably make, be a miserable oh experience, but he'd put out a good movie. Oh, it'd be amazing. It'd be a three-hour fucking Star Wars movie. That Yo, you would Peter be Jackson would be an eight-hour Star Wars movie. <laughs> and you know what? I watch it. That's the director's cut. Eight hours later. I'm changed. He as took a, a a book that's about this thick and made it into three movies. Imagine what he can do with the expanded universe. The funny part for the projangers. <laughs> right when the Death Star blows up, just hold your breath. The funny part for the projangers there is right when she held up her fingers, the background blurred her fingers. Like it like even Zoom was like it still counts as you're one. Not, you're not allowed to show that. <laughs> Zoom. It only counts as one. Zoom is blocking that. But no, I mean, even just to throw this out there, as one director that I would like to see that I think would really handle this, Andy Sykes. Yeah, he would actually do yeah. well. But and he was second director on the Hobbit film, so he he's he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But, I want him. But I mean, we already know, we already see the work, but what about Favreau? What about Mel Brooks? Oh my God, that would be perfect. The Inquisition. Here we go. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson would be good as well. 
Um, but the guy who made the one that Woody was married Allen. to Madonna, and he did um, Woody Allen. <laughs> Snatch. Woody Allen Star Wars. What would? Oh, I know. Woody Allen presents Star Wars. He did the Sherlock Holmes films with um, Robert Downey Jr. He yep. did yeah. um, Snatch, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did Train Spotting. Sam Raimi. Um, look up. Look up who did. Um, who was the director for Snatch? I can't okay. think of. Uh, I can't remember. I can picture him. Oliver Stone. And I know that. Oliver Stone. No. Oliver Stone wouldn't. Great. Yeah. You know what it would be? I could see Oliver Stone doing a like a fake docu series. Guy Ritchie. Yep. Yeah. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. He was at F one this weekend at Bahrain. Um, but oh, I could yeah. see Oliver Stone doing a fake documentary on how the Empire fucked the universe. So the empire started, and then he's going through all the different conspiracy theories of the empire, <laughs> like in the height of it. Like, oh, he's part of the rebellion. You got Oliver Stone on the radio and shit. Oh, that would be a great show. I would love that. But to, your, but to your point there, Guy Ritchie, yeah. Guy Ritchie would be one. You know what? Matt Damon Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, if they were like co like co uh, director, mm, good will haunting that shit. They would yeah, do they be... would do well because they would bring in Kevin Smith as like the writer, yeah. as they did in Good Will Hunting. But mm-hmm. um but here's like one. I said, I really enjoyed what Kevin Smith did. I think Dogma is my favorite movie that he's ever done. Yes. Well, I would say I would uh, say fuck it. Just have Mark Hamill be the director. Mark Hamill. Have Mark Hamill be the director. He's Luke Skywalker. Just throw Luke in the deep end. I know who Mark Hamill is. Everyone. Only if he does the Joker voice while he's directing. (laughs) While he's directing? (laughs) Yes. Yes. That would be great. Another thing that's going to be great. Well, that's this next story. Because The Mandalorian, while we're on Star Wars, season three, adds Christopher Lloyd. Where we're going, we don't need roads. That's because he has a hydro engine. <laughs> really thought he was no longer with us. I am happy to be. <laughs> no, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. Man, this is heavy. I, just... <laughs> Look, you know what's he worse was, when someone. I dies, know that it's like movie died. magic and the whatnot, but yeah. when he was in Back to the Future, he was already looking like an octogenarian. Oh, man. And then and he, he here was in, we are. He went from uh, there to Adam's family. 30. <laughs> Dennis the Menace. Yeah, he was in Dennis the Menace. And he, he's looked the same yep. since the 90s. Like, my God, this man he's, has Patrick Stewart syndrome. He's only, he, he, you know, the only thing that changed from when he was in Taxi to, to Back to the Future was his hair color. That's it. His face is always that But Back to the Future was made in 1985, and he was already playing an old man professor. We are. And then when he went back Like 40 years away from that. And then when he went back in time. In three years, it's going to be 40 years since that movie came out. And. I hope he's here for the anniversary of that movie. (laughs) I mean, they did not get a lot right. We're getting. We're getting there. We did get Biff, though. I'm not getting there. But if I do get there, that's good, because the opposite is dead. We got Biff Buchanan, though. We Tom, got that at a time. Tom Wilson is awesome. <laughs> we got look up, if you ever want a funny bit, look up Tom Wilson haiku, and it's it's very funny. Yeah, so. So he is 83 years old. Oh, wow. 
Jesus Christ, he has looked old forever. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Which means he was only in his mid-40s, my age, my age, when he played Doc Brown. Look, man, I was at work. I looked at a person's birthday. You see how I look. Like It's I look, possible. I looked at a person's... <laughs> <laughs> it's very common. When you meet people and you, you have to check their IDs for uh, a living, and you look at their birth, their birth year, and you're like, Oh my God, we're the same age, and you look so much better. I am on cloud nine right now. I don't have gray hair. I'm doing fucking great. You the on year the other that hand. movie was released, he turned forty-seven, which means he was somewhere in between forty-five, you know, forty-five, forty-six when when it was being filmed and all that. Just wrap your head around that. I'm going to be forty-four in less than two months. Yeah, but he you was only four years older than me. Then. I'm just trying well, not to... even two years older than me. I'm just trying and to when he made Back to the 60, Future. You were basically dead. Yeah. I'm just trying to wrap yeah, my head I around am. how we've gotten to the places we have in this podcast so far. We we no. I mean, no. it's kind of like looking through your yearbook and then going on Facebook and be like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm better than that person." <laughs> or like you know, when they ask for your ID and then you pull out their license and and they're like, "You're all good." I'm like, "But you didn't even look." And then they said, "Well, I saw the I 19, so I knew you were good." And I was like, "Oh, oh do not do that to my heart." My Whatever. goodness. <laughs> Never wanted to because anyone born in 2000 is old enough to drink. So uh, that makes me sad. if it does 19, they're automatically old enough. So we're here's, at that point. Here's my question. Yep. Bring it back. We on have the to rails. like do the wheel of fortune roll to get to our birth year when signing oh, up. Oh, that's a pain in the ass. So here's, <laughs> lost the turn. <laughs> bringing it back on the rails. What role would you like to see Christopher Lloyd in? Mandalorian season three. Mercenary. Mm, I thought a fucking mercenary would be Some great sort of for him. Badass mercenary to replace what's his face with the gills? Yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever his name was. Ted. Cad Bane? Uh, sure. It wasn't Ted. It wasn't Ted? The blue guy? Close. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's Cad Bane. That's not Ted. I no, no, the, think the, in the I'm, first episode, unless that was his birth name and he changed it to Cad Bane to sound more badass. <laughs> did they, did they say. Like he, all we know Ted is that he's been Bane. hired to play a part, right? Yep. I think he'd make a a great droid, the mm. voice of a droid. Yeah. His I mean, name, because his David Tennant played Scott. a droid in uh uh what was it? Um, yeah. not Rebels, Clone Wars. He played yeah. the Who droid did? that assemble helped you pick your lightsabers and shit. Yeah. Who because they voice? used his David Tennant. David Tennant. And they used okay. his voice yeah, you're, for the Disney Your mic cut out or my 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 cut out because I, I didn't swear hear to God, it. It's but my yeah, David Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> he pops out of the horny corner for once every that's, once in a while. That's, that's what they call <laughs> one person in position. I have never this heard anyone call him that. You're like his wife. <laughs> yeah, his, yeah, his wife. Yeah. That is not a kyber crystal. Um, I would like to. I, I sincerely would like for him to do the voice of a droid, but I also think that he would make a very good member of um, the Empire, like a high-ranking officer. I thought Empire, but also if you had like flashback, I thought he'd make a great Jedi Master. Hmm. Or but, even a member of the Senate. I mean, yeah, there's really nothing he he can't he do. Could, he could what donk about the, the Senate from the game, the blind guy, the guy that. Uh, 
Star Killer Blind. Oh, the master there. Yeah, um, bring that guy. From, or did he uh, die? Force Unleashed. Yeah. No, he died. Did he live at the end of that? It would have to be a... Whatever, whatever he ends up being, he's going to knock it out of the park. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mandalorian is one of those shows that you can't... You can think you know where it's going to go, but it's really just... It's spontaneous in the right kind of way because... Yeah. I didn't know where I mean, season two was going to go. And I don't know where season three is going to go. He's the perfect age if Order he's 66. a Jedi master that escaped Order 66. Yeah. We only know of X amount, you know, through what's been given to us. So this just could be a new iteration of that character. That count. also trans Grogu. Uh, now, here's the thing. Even if you're or keeping... Or he can be that... The sequel that species that they go to visit in Rebels that control the Force. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. So even if they keep what called. the sequel trilogy as it is, and they're using this as a playground for the TV series, if they use this kind of Jedi popping up kind of thing, sequel trilogy. If they if they kind of use these Jedi popping up of your favorites, and they make him like a another Jedi popping up, now you have a Jedi Sith war. Which would lead to right. once again no Jedi, but another Imperial Order, the New Order, rising right. in the galaxy, and then you have it. Like I could see Sean him, Jet Luke, and all I, that. I can see him playing any number of roles. Honestly, I like what you're thinking. I like where you're going. It's I like a where your good way going. to retcon it. If because I don't want them to erase that. I want them to enhance it like they did everything mm-hmm. else. Because everybody thought when the a prequel trilogy came out that it was shit. They didn't like it compared to the beginning, and now it's revered, and we're getting Obi Wan Kenobi in May on May twenty fifth. And people are already, rightly so, fanboying over Hayden Christian coming back to play Anakin. Absolutely. Um, just like I, I, I can't remember that somebody else said, oh, like uh, Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man where everybody, yes. he was like universally reviled and now everybody's saying he was the best part of No Way Home. And all the memes that are coming out of the No Way Home movie with him, they're the best. Like yeah. when he's talking to Electro, like you were always important, Miles. And when he saves fucking MJ, like, dude, he had some of the best fucking moments in that movie. Let me tell you, I was not a big fan of his portrayal of, as of Peter Parker, but I liked him as Spider-Man. Like, I, I just didn't like that version of Peter being kind of... Yeah. No one tell her He was too snarky. Yeah. There's a difference between being a smartass and being snarky, and he just came across as, like, super snarky. And this, in No Way Home, to That's me, what... he was the one that had the most emotional impact throughout the entire film. Because of his advice. And that rescue of MJ, and when yeah. he asks her if she's okay, and then she asks him if he's okay. Oh, and he's clearly and he about to cry. He's welling up with emotion. Yeah. Because he I can't did it. Picture, I can't imagine anyone watched that scene and did not well up themselves. Oh yeah, it was the, a great the, or the felt great. That, something. The fact that Feige brought that perspective, like what you're saying, is snarky yes. Peter Parker. So the fact that he was snarky Peter Parker, then he matured, and because he matured, he was able to do everything that he was supposed to do. Right, and then like, well, also the the pain of losing um, Gwen. Yeah, Gwen. And it was his how advice. the grief changed him as a person. His advice to you Peter, can really see. You could really tell that he yeah. fucking un like I stopped pulling my punches. 
and for Spider-Man. Spider-Man has, like, stopped the Hulk, like a rampaging Hulk. He's one of the people that can actually... Spider-Man is really fucking strong. So to have him say... Like I stop pulling my punches. Like that's like and for him to even admit that he's not people. okay. He says in the film several times that he's not processing any any of what happened well, and to be able to have that redemption was really beautiful. Here's the kind of here's the kind of like the like mind fuck that this is. In order for Tom Holland to get to be the Peter Parker that everybody wanted him to be, it took Tobey Maguire's Spider Man to stop him from going mm-hmm. down the dark path, and it took. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man from saving him from not going down also another dark path. So that is the mental mindfuck that that that, that movie presented. But yeah, that's masterfully it. done. That's the kind of attention I want to see always to our Star Wars. And it's as well. still got snubbed by the Oscars. But from Great Scott I don't watch that to motherfucker anyway. is yeah. the next story. A whole lot of motherfuckers. <laughs> hopefully, work on your transitions. Oh wait, before you move story. on to the next story, I just want to yes. say, wouldn't it be funny if Christopher Lloyd was the voice of the midichlorians, kind of like an Osmosis Jones? Oh my <laughs> fucking god, I love that. That's the best idea okay, we've had tonight. <laughs> Call us Disney. <laughs> Use the horse, Luke. Use it. I'm coursing through your veins. Shut up, homie one. I said use the force. Quietan didn't know what he was talking about. I'm real. Look at this motherfucker. I am both proud of my comment and now regretting it. <laughs> so you're saying par for the course. Yes, um, that's balance. That's balance to the force right we, there. We understood the assignment there. During a recent appearance on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, which is a lot like all of us are in any given podcast, (laughs) Josh Horowitz Jackson. (laughs) That's not a typo either. That's the name of the podcast. We are all of that all of the time. Happy, Sad, Confused. The fact that that it took a while to even hit me is even better. (laughs) It's okay. Emotional. I guess we know which one of us is the confused one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Emotional support doodle is here. Um, <laughs> so Jackson spoke about his role in the Star Wars prequels and said that despite uh, what looked to be relatively defining uh, defining end for the Jedi, he still believes that it could happen. There's a huge history. Of people with one hand returning to the Star Wars franchise, Jackson said, before confirming that he has talked with actor and director Bryce Dallas Howard, who has directed episodes of The Mandalorian, about a return. The only person I've said that uh, to about coming back was Bryce Dallas Howard, because I just did a movie with her, and she directs uh, episodes of The Mandalorian. That checks out. He's also been quoted to be... He's also been quoted by saying, I don't believe I've asked you for a goddamn thing. Yes. <laughs> and I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking, motherfucking plane. plane. Yeah. yeah. He's just tired all over. But Jackson then joked about his conversation with Howard, saying that he asked her if she could hook him up and that he would even learn how to use a lightsaber with his left hand. I like that joke. You think you might be able to hook a brother up? I mean, you just like me, right? Uh, Jackson joked. I learned a lightsaber left hand. Come on, hook me up. Motherfucker. <laughs> I just, lo- I, we need a Mace Windu show. 
I will also settle we for a film. We all need this in our lives. A whole lot more motherfuckers. Disney is in that MA range now with fucking Daredevil. You can give me a motherfucking gray Jedi Samuel L. Jackson. I'm tired of these motherfucking empire on my motherfucking planet. How's, how's, how's this for a crossover? I'm here to speak you to an Avengers initiative. <laughs> I am the Senate. <laughs> I just think that, that it's something that has just been left alone. Hydra. You know, like a good game that you haven't gotten to. Like, I'm totally getting around to that, and it blows your mind. That is that series. If you fucking give him, he wants to do it. Give the man money. Let him play with his purple lightsaber, giggity. Mushroom laying cloud, motherfucker, motherfucker. You know what? Now that we've discussed this, I would like to see Bryce Dallas Howard do a Star Wars movie. Direct a full fucking Dallas. Oh, Dallas yeah. Howard direct she did. Movie? Two of the best episodes in Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. And arguably the best episode of Boba Fett, too. Yep. Which was the return of the Mandalorian, which is the one that everybody lost their minds over. Yes, but it was... And then she did the episode of Mandalorian where they meet uh, Bo-Katan. Yeah. Oh, shit, she did do that. That, Those those are really great fucking episodes. And did the one where... um... Oh, gosh, what's her name? The one that's not on the show anymore. Kara, uh, yeah, Kara Dune, yeah, Cara, Cara Gina Carano, yeah, yes. Gina Carano. So she direct like three really knocked out of the fucking park episodes. I would she love did. to see her do a Star Wars. Film. She is definitely that's my pick. She's... I retract everything and replace the Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> she is definitely her father. Make her Star and her Wars. father. Make her and her father do the movie together. That would be awesome. No. I don't know how they no, work no, no, together, no. but I can imagine. He's that much executive talent. producer at so best. Good. Leave her to direct. I mean. Or maybe he could be the second director because sometimes you need to be filming concurrently at two different locations. Yep, you have dad do the other location. Yeah, that's a good Were you going to trust more than your pops? And we're going to put you in a place with sand. (laughs) When your dad's Ron Howard, I think you're pretty safe. I think you're pretty safe at saying, hey, dad, take over the Europe location. All right, sweetie. I trust you. You think Favreau or Filoni are going to have a problem with that? Like, "Ah, go ahead, Ron. Here Apollo comes, 13, that bitch. Here comes some more. I'd rather go with somebody be- better known. Here yeah, comes with some more awards. <laughs> the man's only got like a fucking trophy room full. Um, another story. That another happy day. Is a trophy in and of itself <laughs> is this next one, which of course is none other than. That was a good segue. Thank you, Connor, because HBO Max and Discovery Plus will be merging into one app. I can only assume I'm will be so excited about that discovery o max plus <laughs> discovery hbo discover hbo plus <laughs> really shouldn't max be a surprise plus. to anybody that when the merger uh, with discovery and warner media closes the two companies of the streaming apps will experience a merger of their own as noted by variety discovery cfo gunner windenfels Weidenfels. 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 You have to emphasize. Um, confirmed the move when speaking at the Deutsche Bank. It also may look like Douche Bank. 30th Annual <laughs> no, Media Bank is, is, Internet it's, it's and Telecom Conference. German Bank 30th Annual yeah. Media Deutsche. The man with the fedora calls us douches? 
Here's the Deutsch. Let's do a car bomb. <laughs> Z drink. Z drink. We don't do that anymore. Um, but are, are you good? <laughs> <laughs> this is our first real glimpse. It's That's like what I need a Guinness. The new company. To get through this story. <laughs> what their content plan is going to look like. So, uh, Weidenfels gave a very loose roadmap for the streaming app situation post-merger. Before the two apps merge into one mega app, there will be some bundling options, like how Disney did with the Plus, the Hulu, and the ESPNs. Uh, then, at now some point... for eighteen ninety nine for all three two per month. ...will be combined into one massive and potentially unwieldy beast of a product... Uh, the merger of content will be super appealing, but not if the people can't watch it because it's so buggy. I had to skip through a lot of this article because this right. guy was bitching about how buggy HBO Max is. Yeah, I but you know what? Life sucks. We're fucking that problem. I have never you had that problem. that problem. I so, think the problem is his internet provider. I think the yeah, problem is uh, it's, it's having I, first you know, world problems. I don't watch. I don't really about. know what's on Discovery yeah. except Investigation Discovery, which is where all the murder stuff is. Oh, so what is it? You got excited um, about that? Black Files Uncoded with uh, the TLC A and E's on there. Yeah, Lifetime's yeah, on there. It, yeah. it, it has a lot of content on there because I get it free through my internet provider. Thank you. Thank you. For Give Verizon. me my true crime, and I'm. Happy. Um, but it. I mean. It adds a lot to it, but doing the bundling thing makes sense. As yeah, because having you know, that availability, Disney kept Disney kept. You know, when they bought Hulu, and now they have Disney Plus, and they have the they're the parent company ESPN. So now they they were smart. They kept the apps individualized per the content, and they can bundle it all together in one price. Because if you try to shove all that content in one app. It is atrocious from a programming standpoint. I just, I speak from experience. So, <laughs> trust no me, way. Um, yeah, I, I fix other people's shit. Anyway, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but from, from, from a uh, logistical standpoint, it gives multiple paths of revenue. You can subscribe to one, you subscribe to two, or all three. And there will be bundling options Per that, per that method. So it is a fantastic idea if they follow the course. Absolutely. And it's just going to make this fucking app massive. It's going to be huge. Mm -hmm. It's going to be Netflix quality because if, especially if you have it in one giant app, that is a Netflix size blob that now you are playing with the big boys. Disney is, they're like an amoeba just absorbing the stuff they can. They're already a giant, and they're the newest. Disney is just resistance is futile. Just come with me. But then you have Amazon <laughs> going over there and buying MGM. So now they have James Bond. That's smart. You know, people. Mm -hmm. Everybody's buying their properties to where these big, you know, we're just going to get an oligarchy. It's, it's common a, in America. You're just going to get an so order. So in the 80s and 90s, it was always location, location, location. Now it's just service and property. Yeah. Like, what is the service? What is the content? How much can I buy it for? That's, uh -huh. that's really what it comes down to. In a nutshell, that's it. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that it sounds like an A-plus idea. A lot like we'll our next We'll see how idea. the execution is. Yeah. But you're going to hit that button. A plus catering Whoa. events. They're going to be the people that make you say, 
I am so glad I hired them because they're going to deal I am out. so glad that I heard them on Projangers and Wallhangers. I wish uh-huh. that they were not in another state because I would definitely, definitely. I'm use so them for glad my it's one of their Yonetta. clean ads. <laughs> well, now that you said that, I'll keep my joke back because you can hire them for their next best event, which is going to be yours because they're going to break break out the red carpet and give you all the most delicious and delicate could we Could we possibly get them to come up for the con and like do something? Maybe? Oh my gosh, that's so good. Reach out, I don't know, probably. Maybe. Depends on the schedule. You guys mumble. I'm just going to stare at the food. Okay. There we go. <laughs> we'll like like Harrison yeah. Ford in any of his movies. I'm sorry. I want my family back. Oh, I don't even know what half that stuff is, but I would eat it all. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. They they have the most delicious food. I've tasted some of it myself, and they have even more stuff that we show every week while I'm editing. I'm like, damn, that looks good. Like that right there. <laughs> oh, it's like I didn't know I was going to get hungry while editing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's right. I got to eat. Um, but you got to check out and eat all of A-plus catering and events delicious foods because they're going to make you the talk of your next business party or event because you did so good hiring the best and always remember to let let them know perjanger sent you with the keyword justice justice. i mean that's how he says it you don't have to do it that way but extra points extra points (laughs) on your license but (laughs) <laughs> Something that is not going to have points on their license <laughs> is this next story. Because you don't need a license for a broomstick. Hogwarts Legacy's big gameplay. You know how fast you were levitating reveals. there, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and the trailer reveals that we are going to be seeing it holiday of 2022 for a release date. So November. Hogwarts Legacy, the open-world Harry Potter adventure set at the famed Wizarding School, will launch during the uh, 2022 holiday season on PlayStation 4 and 5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Series X. Avalanche Software and Sony Interactive Entertainment showed about a 15-minute gameplay trailer on Thursday afternoon during a State of Play live stream devoted to the Hogwarts Legacy players got a glimpse of Hogwarts Legacy character creation, some of the activities they'll encounter inside and outside the school, and a brief introduction to the story, trying it all together, or tying it all together. Hogwarts Legacy is set in the late 1800s, about 100 years before Harry Potter enrolls. In the Hogwarts Legacy, the player character is a new wizard or witch, except they're starting as a fifth-year student. So the introduction will be... Uh, bring players up to speed on the game systems and controls, as well as bring the character into uh, the present story. That involves some sort of intriguing and uh, intriguing involving intrigue yeah. involving goblins and dark wizards. The tutorial stages appear to involve investigating a goblin rebellion with the all new NPC Professor Fig. Don't mispronounce that. That'll get you detention. Later in the 15-minute trailer, a dark path was hinted at if a player chooses to pursue it. So, Hogwarts Legacy also appears to touch all the familiar traits of the action RPG 
including crafting both potions and magical items, skill and perk trees, a friend and follower parties, where NPCs add special talents to the adventuring group, Hogwarts secret room of requ uh, requirement. I just wanted you guys to say it. Can be found, I listened to the wording of it, <clears throat> and in, uh, can be found inside the academy. And it serves as a customizable hub area between story missions. That part was actually cool that it, it's so, supposed to be a, wor uh, a room that knows what you want and it just gives it to you. So it's, it's one of those like Doctor like Who rooms. Professor Slughorn esque person. So though the game uh, fits into the overall Harry Potter canon, creator J.K. Rowling is not involved in Hogwarts Legacy creation. Immediately after uh, after announcing Hogwarts Legacy in September of 2020, last uh, Warner Brothers game distanced its projects from her in light of Rowling's public remarks. I'll leave it at that. But she said something she wasn't supposed to. That offended a lot of people. But yeah, it's awesome because it blurted it. out. Man, Zoom is really uh, censoring. Catalina. No, I have my background as blurred. That's why it's doing that. Oh, I thought Zoom just wanted to keep no, you. It's me. Keep you as like. That's the why I put my mom. hand back because I knew it would blur it out. Oh, that's awesome. Very well-timed joke. But how are you liking how this Harry Potter video game looks? Because it looks fucking fantastic, and I haven't even really bought into Harry Potter, even though I'm a huge magic fan and all that. Are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, you're, I assume you're the only one who read the books. Did you read oh, uh, I read the books many times over, seen the movies many times over, um, deep dive into the lore for years, and it crushes me that I will not be putting a single penny into this game. No. It looks beautiful, though. It does because they have no, all um, the whether she's involved with the making of the game, she's still going to benefit from people playing it. That's what they were saying and, in the story. Um, I, I, yeah, well, I don't want to put my money in the pocket of someone who supports what she supports, but I don't want to be in a soapbox here. So I'm going to just leave it at that. It looks like a beautiful game. The people that worked on it did an amazing job, and, and it's I wish open them world. much success in their careers, but I just can't. And that's what I like about it is that it's open world. It's letting those Harry Potter fans become a wizard well before. Yeah, seeing the Hufflepuff common room. Uh -huh. um, and I recognize some of the rooms chosen some of these locations. Yeah, the sorting hat is where the you pick your location in your house and everything. Mm -hmm. It looks great. And they said some of the professors might seem familiar, but they're all different. And it's okay. playing off. Do of we know where in the timeline this is? Eighteen hundred before Harry, after yeah. Harry, one hundred years before. Hundred years before him. A hundred years before. Okay, I'm sorry, I missed that. So I, so I already know where in the timeline we are. Okay. Well, we'll find out for you if um, if the contract that Warner Brothers wrote up will benefit. And look, I'm her. telling you, you don't have I to support them. I can't imagine she would have let them make this game without getting some kind of cut. Oh yeah, but you can you can support us because I'm definitely playing this shit. Uh, this looks great. I so, will always support you. I will support everyone in making their own decisions, and I will not come from a place of judgment. I just, I can't for myself. No, because that's why you can still enjoy the story, because I feel like you're still going to get that good Harry Potter story that fans love out of this game, because you have fans making this project to where I've even, I was talking to Ultimate Wall Jenger Joe Gilmore, because I told him, I was like, man, I was forced to go to the first two movies. I just, I never picked it up. And he was like, look, after the third, it gets dark. It's, 
It's good. It's like DC dark. You'll love it. So I might actually get into it. But like right here with the spells and crafting and uh, spells and combat, rather, um, they're really linking in active and good combat to the spells to where you'll have duels. And uh, they go through like here with the spells. Like, that looks really badass. And you'll have, uh, I forget what they call it, but you'll have like a, a, a different wizarding power, like a dark, we'll call it dark cosmic power because I fucking forget what it is, um, <laughs> that your professors don't really understand, but it's going to give you a one-up. So you're that kind of chosen one kind of feel to it. Where that's what I really liked about this gameplay action right here. It really has a nice action RPG feel to where you look at the different spells and here they're talking about how he's combining the different spells and getting different kind of attack um, combos off of it. Really interesting. Even though I'm sure it would be really expensive to make, I would have liked to have seen um, a show about the Aurors. I think that would have... Because it's so so Hogwarts-centric and a lot of the people that watch it, although going back into Hogwarts as a student and be able to, to be on this level mm -hmm. and experience it um, would be tremendous. I also think that as the people who read it as children and are adults now, they may have been uh, aspiring to be like an or or something, because that is one of the few jobs that exist in the Hogwarts universe that you kind of get a fleshed out idea of what they do and actually um, get to know characters that have that profession that I think that that actually would have been a fun show about the Aurors uh, working for the ministry or what have you and just chasing bad wizards. That would have been, that would have been nice. Yeah. But the a thing that I re I've just realized that is really pulling me about all this gameplay as I'm watching it is that it really brings back a feeling of like the force unleashed yeah mm. to where it's that. you're showing me what a wizard can do like you're being that ultimate wizard and that all you are the best and you're sh proving to everybody else that you are you know i really i wonder if you can choose your path like a focus on potions or occlumency they, or yeah you, know. you pick your you, you pick your house to where that's the the sorting hats position where you could pick you know ravenclaw hufflepuff all that and then it goes based off of those houses specialties but you can also choose that path of darkness to where you have that star wars light side dark side yep. element into it as well that's why I'm really impressed with this game because they're adding a lot of onion layers into this. So you're gonna buy this for Steam? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it has the the ability to play for free on Chromebook. On a Chromebook. <laughs> We're building onion layers here. Yes, we are. Somebody else that's building layers is this next story because they ain't afraid of no ghosts. Who ain't afraid of no ghosts? That was a good segue. Kinda. Ilphonic. You know that name because Friday the 13th was made by him. The video game, not the movie. Paladino was on that on the project. Exactly, but they're making the new Ghostbusters game. It's a first person and a 4v1 battle against spooks, specters, and ghosts. Um, not that kind of spook. A new Ghostbuster game from the development uh, developer of Friday the 13th the game and Predator Hunting Grounds is coming to consoles and PC later this year. On Tuesday, developer Ilphonic announced that Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed and All Ages taken on 
It's a brand of four versus one asymmetric multiplayer games where you play as one of the original Ghostbusters team, one of your own original Ghostbusters team, not the original, or take the role of a ghost, a ghost hell bent on wreaking haunted havoc. So it's the same game they've been doing with a different skin. I like the fact that they're in the same timeline of Ray's store. Yes, Ray's Occult Books. Yes, because that that goes back to the most recent movie as well. Which is right, and this is the part about this that I fucking loved about this story. So the Ghostbusters uh, player will wield proton packs, particle throwers, ghost traps, and PKE meters in first person in order to track, attack, and subdue ghosts as a team of four. As one of the variety of playable ghosts, players will also terrorize everyday citizens in a variety of locations. This actually sounded like a very entertaining game. Uh, ob, uh, it's a possess- very stream-worthy game. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, possesses objects in the environment and teleport. Coming soon to Walljanger Gaming. Across maps. You, you're goddamn right. <laughs> Using rifts. Ghosts aren't defenseless. Connor will play with you. Either. They can slime and stun and the enemy. I, I do not want Connor sliming me. No game. That would be funny. Might be the title of the podcast because I'm be fucked up. sticky afterwards. <laughs> oh, God. Definite no gig. That is no segue we need. <laughs> no, but they can slime or stun the enemy Ghostbusters team as they try to haunt each other on the map completion. There's no death in Ghostbusters. Spirits unleashed. There's just uh, they just Busters going into a downed state, so you just get like paralyzed. Okay. Revive me, please. I've been slimed. So your Ghostbusters team will set uh, set up shop in the original film's firehouse, complete with the Echo One in the group's garage. Winston Zedmore, voiced by Ernie Hudson, will offer guidance there, while Ray Stans, voiced by Dan Aykroyd, will give insight into the spectral world from Ray's occult books, conveniently located across the street from the firehouse for the purpose of the game. They had to add that last part in there, like an occult bookshop across from a ghost-busting firehouse is a problem. That's like having clits and kilts across from the chocolate brownie and having a problem with it. It's just madness. It's like cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> that was an expertly crafted joke. Whole reason why this story's in here. but And the utter dejection from Cat's shaking head. <laughs> <laughs> but... I do like the look of this game. Got to have the squeaky, the squeaky sound every time she like on the on the statue. Just yeah. every time, it's, like you know? it's just it's the same kind of. They only know how to make one cookie. They just know how to decorate it differently. <laughs> you know, it's like the Dairy Queen. You only get one it's queen. a peanut butter cookie shaped like Santa. Do no, they do they flip it over when they show like you it though? That's <laughs> <laughs> a peanut butter cookie shaped like an elf. You got a Christmas theme going on here? No, this one's a Christmas. It's, it, it's a cookie shaped like a sleigh. That's not directly what, tied to what, Christmas. What, what flavor is it? Sugar. It's peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We sell peanut butter cookies. That's the name of the shop. We sell peanut butter cookies. Yeah. Don't you know? What are you stupid? They're not as what do we sell? They're not as formidable as grandma's cookies. Donuts. Grandma's cookies are amazing. Not my grandma, she's dead, but the actual brand grandma's cookies, (laughs) they're fucking amazing. 
They're so good. That's the reaction I wanted. <laughs> blur. <laughs> I got to blur myself out for a minute. <laughs> that was funny. When you put it your head down, yet, it blurred your screen. So it just, it gave an added effect. It was Zoom, awesome. Once again, looking out. Too bad it didn't blur my ears from the sound. <laughs> no, that is blood. <laughs> Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed will launch on PlayStation 4 and 5, Windows PC, via the Epic Game Store, Xbox One, and Series X. So, last story I have for this evening is CD Projekt Red announcing a new Witcher game. And it will be made in the Unreal 5 engine. So CD Projekt Red, obviously of uh, the previous Witcher games yep. and uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Which finally got the update for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Oh, I'm assuming that's better and not a tragic step backwards. It is actually oh, okay. a lot better. Okay. Well, you know, everybody gets... You know, hey, broken clock is right twice a day. So... Just don't know when. <laughs> the studio, <laughs> unless it's daylight savings time, because they could skip then over it's that It's always hour. wrong. It's okay. It's going to the Senate. Senate passed it. Now Congress is going to veto it. They want to get rid of that shit. I stand by it. Just pick a time in the middle yeah. and stop fucking with everybody, please. You know, <laughs> we have gone all over the fuck. I feel what are like we even talking, talking about? to Zeus. Witcher five. Well, four, rather. They haven't even made four. We don't got to talk about that one. Kill a monster. The studio announced his news uh, uh, wolf uh, on the website today, citing that its new Witcher game will be kicking off a new saga for the franchise. As for who the protagonist will be and where it will take place, CD Projekt Red's and CD Projekt Red's Witcher timeline, thus far that remains unknown. However, the studio did reveal that it is moving away from the Red Engine, which is in-house engine uh, studio for Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3. So, also the DLC for Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be made in that Red Engine as well. So, they are moving on to Unreal Engine, thus forward with Witcher, the, the next world. Witcher game. Because they're not going to do Geralt anymore. Most people think they're going to go with Siri uh, as the main protagonist, which makes sense. She was in the, the games woman from before. The phone? Keep going. Not that one. <laughs> no Apple relation. But that makes sense. <laughs> Female protagonist, Bayonetta did it. A whole bunch of people did it. You can really still win in that Witcher world. I don't have a logical address for the t- for the clits and kilts. <laughs> Siri, find the chocolate brownie. I'm having trouble. Okay. To, oh my to, god, to, to son to of find. a bitch! We're watching we're watching the F1 pre-show, and there's this Amazon fucking commercial, and it's this guy, Alexa. Look up, add vegan marshmallows to the uh, shopping list. (laughs) Like, I swear to God, I will fucking break you, Alexa. (laughs) Don't you fucking listen to that man. She added vegan marshmallows to his But you know what? They're actually not that bad. They they deflate like a flan in the cupboard. (laughs) (laughs) Funk. Cat, you're supposed to keep us on track. (laughs) Supposed to keep me from talking about vegan marshmallows. That, That never works. I, I gave, I gave up a long Hashtag time. vegan marshmallows. Case in point. 
So, old man, on a stickier arm where would you, where do you want to see the Witcher series game-wise go? I, you know what? I'm, I'm still in the middle of, like, finishing the, the, the DLC for Witcher 3, so let me finish that first. I'll tell you <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Look, this is my problem with open-world games, and I love them, but I do not finish their story because I get so distracted. No, I've, I've, I've changed my gameplay styles. It's like, I'll do the story up to, like, 95%, then I'll... Then I'll tackle some of the side stuff that I want to do because I don't have to do everything. And then I'll just beat the game because I'm, you know, ungodly OP at that point and makes my experience more enjoyable. Unless you have, like, the Mass Effect where, like, certain storylines are, like, timed with mm-hmm. that main thing. Yeah. With, That's like, where that comes into play. That's I mean, why I games, go to the sides. The games games with that require, like, some some semblance of, like, story and narrative, like, I'll finish them 100%. Like for the first time through, because like Mass Effect, hundred um, percent, Assassin's Creed, the first, the first two, hundred percent, because you know the the story was not as big as what like as the most recent Mass Effects are, where you know you can get sidetracked and go down a rabbit hole of sixty hours very easily. Whereas yeah. like the side stuff of like the first Assassin's Creed was like eight hours, like yeah. you know, you know, saving everybody and getting all the well, all the in the three sixty. And even I would say, like PS, like four era, you still had this problem of space, to where yes, you could have yeah, because a gigantic world, but you only had so much space to logically fit in there. I'm surprised that the 360 got away with DVD for as long as they did. Mm-hmm. PS3 was Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and they went a long time. And you're talking, you're talking like. You know, nine gigs versus twenty-five to, to thirty-five gigs worth of space. <laughs> PS3 definitely went out in that era, um, and that's why they had better first-person, um, you know, titles. But with that being said, you still got an amazing experience on on Xbox because of the online service. Yeah. Call of Duty is another one because it's like getting yeah. all getting all the uh, the briefcases in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the first one on three sixty. That was. You know, you were on the way to do it anyway. It was just like, hey, 30 seconds this way, and you're going to get a brief kiss. All right, good. I got and, it. And that's the good part about The Witcher games is having those side quests. Even in The Old Republic, I love, like, personally, not during the Wall Dragon gaming. I do enjoy doing the side quests. Like, when I'm doing my scoundrel, I'm going to keep going at him and doing the, all the not side quests. Not while I'm hunting Jedi or Sith. No. Yeah. But it's one of those things. Side that's quests for Thursday. Are, side quests are one of those things that it's... It, Easily brings me off track of the main story in these games, but I will still play it because I did enjoy. I enjoy the time I play in these games, even yeah, though I absolutely. don't make forward absolutely. progress. And Witcher Three is one of those games I could load up today and a, I could a still game, go into a it. game like that. For me, is kind of like the Dynasty Warrior series. If yeah. I just want to just go, like that's check, a good one too. Check my mind at the door and just like hack and slash like six hundred enemies after one round. I'm good. Like you know, I got mm-hmm. what I needed out of that out of that little fifteen minutes of game. Yeah. And I'll then I'll I'll put my head on my pillow and fall asleep like a fucking baby. I'm happy. So somebody else who's probably going to be happy is Katarina with this next story, which is our end segment because it. <laughs> I'm doing the story lookup and I found on Polygon they had a. A little versus, which is best second in command, Spock or Riker. Okay. So with Riker, I like Riker. And 
they actually they go through a bunch of different points in this, and it's it mainly leads to Spock all the way around. And yeah. yes, he's stronger. Um, I don't. They they mention how Spock plays the loot, and they say he plays the loot better. First off, Riker is like a fucking first class trombone player, and was actually on a Fish album, not in the Next Generation. The actual the actual guy. Jonathan Frakes, yes. yes. Jonathan Frakes. He was on a Fish album. Okay. His trombone. But, but but he has good music Leonard taste. Leonard put out his own album. He's a fucking ladies' man and overall charismatic to the general so, cause and loyal to boot. So all uh, answers. Spock all answers. sacrificed himself. So Spock, point, like all answers point to Spock. The only reason Thank why. You. The, the only reason why Riker gets a nod even to be in a point in contention because at the time when we were watching this, you're just looking at this suave motherfucker and be like, yeah, I want to be like him. And that's why that, well, here's and, the thing. And that's why you like you gravitate towards even that. when you're looking at like their later career, what does Spock do? He becomes a fucking extremist. What does Riker do? He command he's captain of the USS Titan and saves the day at the very last possible moment because that's his thing. He's still being the best man that he that he can. What now, about, I'm not what, saying that Spock isn't, but he keeps going extremist. Even if you go into the JJ movies, when he went back in fucking time and he muddled with time. What about no, Evil no, Riker? He was fixing time. What about Evil Riker in Deep Space Nine? Uh, Mirror Universe Spock was sexiest. <laughs> I mean, sexier than Riker could ever could ever imagine. You're saying Spock, Spock wore the fake goatee better than Riker wore the real goatee? Yes, and he also sat in the chair like a normal person, not putting his leg over the back of it. Look, he had to sit in a weird position because if he and didn't, his shirt would go up to his fucking nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Another guys are always against fucking adjusting. <laughs> They're always Star adjusting plate. their fucking shirt down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that fit perfectly. I, 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 I was wondering like, what the I fuck you're no doing with your shoe. Riker. I sincerely don't. He was a good he was a good second in command to Picard. Those two he had, were, worked he really had more well together. Empathy than Spock, Spock did. However, was the um moral was compass with Captain Pike and then also with Captain Kirk. He had more experience. He would definitely was more level headed came from a scientific background and wasn't horny 90% of the time. Once every seven years, That's he because to he was sexually it. repressed. <laughs> Spock had his own safe word. It wasn't justice. It was probably something Vulcan. That Listen, man was Spock, into Spock Vulcan BDSM. You never had pinch. to worry about Spock being off <laughs> with some green three-titted babe their on a planet when there was work needed to be done. Could you say the same of Riker? No, you could not. Reliability. Loyalty. He literally sacrificed his life to to save my safe word is the Deanna. Rest of the crew. <laughs> Riker never had to sacrifice his life because he had an out. He was he, he had did that. He sacrificed the warp drive once. Exactly. I don't know how they got he the was, warp drive. To my point, he was <laughs> still movie they... he was still equally <laughs> he was still at the same level of being willing <laughs> to sacrifice as Spock. The opportunity never came. 
for him to he do that smarmy. because he had no. a smarter choice. Just like if Spock was I in don't his think place, that he did because remember he when we had choice. all those unlimited Rikers and they were supposed to self-destruct so that the real ship could go, they had to shoot him because he wouldn't give up. Never give up. Never, Never surrender. surrender. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. I know. Tim Allen, man. By Rock Bar's Hammer. He got arrested with a bunch of cocaine in Florida back in the day. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Didn't we all? And now he's um, a family so- guy. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think she got in the country? Um, <laughs> well, this is a big cocaine thing, but you don't need to know about that. That's nothing to infinity and beyond. That's <laughs> over there. Been beyond. That's nowhere. Three hits. I would also like to say that although I get why they yes. put these two together, I actually would have liked to have seen second in commands ranked like all of them, including yeah. lower decks, discovery. Uh, Voyager um, who, of the DS9 the guy with the fucking thing. Yeah, the cool Chakotay. tattoo. Chakotay. Yes. Chakotay was a good second in command because he didn't have, they did not have support. They just got blipped to the other side of the fucking universe and they were like, well, time to go. And home. they were enemies at the beginning. It was yeah. Maki and against Starfleet and they had to integrate together and like work together Starbucks and drinks. get. I'll take a Chakotay um, with But a yeah, I would, I would have liked to have seen something less these two against each other than just let's take a look at all of the second in command because I do think <laughs> that the original, and I say the original because Captain Pike came before <laughs> Captain yeah. Kirk. Um, oh, and then they one, recast. Nigel Barrett. They recast everybody in those new series. Mm-hmm. They just killed off all the original ideas and just said, no, we're going to redo this. Yep. Paramount. I'm actually looking forward to that show. I thought Ethan a lot of them Peck are really, really good great as a young Spock. Mm. I bought it, and I was pretty skeptical going in, um, but I thought he did really well, and I'm really looking forward to Strange. I'm, I'm enjoying all the Trek out, even um, I forgot what it's called, the one for the kids, the cartoon Lower Decks, Captain Janeway. No, not Lower Decks. It's the one for Prodigy. Kids. Lower Decks is definitely not for kids. Oh, it was a cartoon. That's why you said for kids. And then I just reverted to a 90s mentality of, oh, cartoon, go watch your cartoons. Meanwhile, I'm watching like Ren and Stimpy and other fucked up shit. It's okay. And, it's a cartoon. And you graduated to Rick and Morty. Yeah. 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 We've come far, haven't we? <laughs> I see what it's called. It's, an, it's not really a cartoon it's the animated series with um captain janeway captain janeway oh as the um, um holo- not the holo- the hologram yeah yeah i was i mean all of Star- prodigy prodigy yeah star yeah, yeah. trek prodigy yeah and that was one of the most recent uh well-reviewed ones to where i do want to tip my to- uh, toes was, back um, into that i've been watching it and it's it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. I thought it was going to be a show about kids at the Academy, and that's not at all what it is. Uh, so I would recommend anyone who didn't want to see it because they thought it was geared so much. To, I think it, it plays more along like a Rebels or a Clone Wars than it does okay. children. It's Starfleet officers, was, um, officers going to the clits and kilts. <laughs> who was um, who was Art? <laughs> Cutting loose. <laughs> who was uh, Archer's was second in command? To Paul. To Paul? Yeah. Okay. To Paul is definitely one of my favorites because she had that knowledge, but she still kept that secret in. 
Like, she's like, I'm not telling you everything. I'm just telling you, don't touch that red button. And then, well, what was good about that show is that this was when was actually the relationship the between Vulcans and and Starfleet and human and the United humans in the United Federation of uh, planets was tenuous at best. So there was a lot of mistrust between them, and they had to kind of work through that. I thought that was probably one of the strongest arcs on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I like their final episode. I just, too. I just don't think that it ever found its stride. The final episode was awesome. It had Jonathan Frakes, but it also showed that it got cut off before they got done with their idea because it's Star Trek. They had a plan with Star Trek Enterprise to lead Mm -hmm. this show to the formation of the United Federation of Planets. But then, all right, guys, you're getting cut. Well, we got to cram all this shit into one season. (laughs) And then my little sideball, like my uh, little curveball question um, best doctor out of any of the Star Trek series? The Deep Space Nine uh, hologram doctor. Yeah, he was awesome. That was actually on Voyager. Yeah, that yes. was Voyager. Yes, Voyager. Sorry. Uh, the Voyager. Dr. Bashir the hologram for DS9. Doctor. All right. Well, those two are actually close first and second because Dr. Bashir is my second, but the hologram doctor is first because you don't have to feed him. You don't have to walk. Robert Wait. Picardo <laughs> was Hang on. Amazing. That's a plan. When he took over. You don't um, have to take him outside. Nine. No, that's a dog. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't have to breathe. There we go. Or breed. Or breed. There we go. He's just a hologram helping you. Solid hologram. It's like if I had a hologram of the old man anytime I had any IT problem ever, that's something I would invest in. Yeah, but I can't. We're not there yet. Technology's not that far advanced where I can actually Dude, transmute. And just give Elon a minute, please. No. He's no, trying to figure no out the brain. No Starlink for me. <laughs> He's trying anyway, to figure out Neuralink. The uh, doctor from Voyager, to me, hands down, is the best doctor in Star Trek. Sorry, Dr. Crusher. Oh, yeah. And Dr. Flox. Dr. Yeah. Flox was they were the all good. Man. They were all good. I have nothing against any of the doctors, but I have to give it up to Robert Picardo. Big, big brother, who's your doctor in like, Star Trek? I like Dr. Flox because no one said that. I mean, he had the weird collection of animals. He was He was. He bizarre. reminded me too much of Neelix for me to ever fully see him as mm. someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Same kind of species, but Neelix was like the yeah. midget of the species. He well, same kind cool. of like... um personality too yeah yeah extroverted very uh dr flocks had those moments though that he had like a lot of really good i although i haven't actually watched voyager in a while so maybe neelix did too but he had dr flocks had a lot of really good character building moments for the the small Mm -hmm. amount of time that he had for that show i also thought it was funny that he looked so i i don't like um I don't want to say conservative or grandfatherly, but like he looked so wholesome. Yeah. And then when you found out that like he had a lot of wives, pervert, like <laughs> like he had a like he was like a sexual deviant. That was hilarious. Like so, and it would always be like these random things that came out of his mouth, and you'd be like, <laughs> Doctor Flox is the person that would be the BDSM. He's the he's the out of the out of all of them. Doctor Flox is the guy. Be like Santa telling you he likes getting pegged. It's just. not that i'm pink shaming we don't do that here so who's your favorite star trek second officer or doctor pop that shit in the comments right below 
And we want you to pop on over to pjandwh.com where you're going to find all the crazy moments very soon and shortcoming right up here. And, of course, we are going video cast on Spotify as well as YouTube. Yeah. You'll find those popping up there with the finished product with the end credit podcast in the future. And, of course, we end off this podcast the same way. Hop on over to the site there. With the thank yous, which we want to thank you to Marty Emmerich, Paolo Henrique, uh, Teddy Schools, Amanda Kariba, Moy Robinson, Ethan Cotter, and Mark Gervais for liking, commenting, and you, Loyal Walljanger, for overall supporting the podcast. You beautiful son of a bitch, you. But of course, thank you. This is none other than a long, drawn-out goodbye because I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Matman. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man. In the Projanger box, we have our wonderful woman, Katerina Thermoscara, our omnipotent presence that is Big Brother Stephen Bugrell, and our mascot, Hero of Time, Link Diablo. And of course, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then, game on, Wall Jaggers! Bye-bye! Oh, no, we're going to end it. Shutting it oh, off. Oh, my gosh. All right, all right, bye-bye. Play on my Jaggers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. Right, bye Yeah, that's right, Doodle. Yeah, we're doing super crazy outside time. Yeah. <laughs> The neighbors were probably a little weird, weirded out when I screamed that every day for like solid month. But after the second month, I figured they probably got it. Yeah, they stopped uh, notifying the police. I don't think the police care. That's cared. important. They're like, look, like outside what? time is super crazy. Yeah, so this is a false report. What that dog does and, and during the day, not a problem. They, they <laughs> love, the neighbors love the Oh my God! The neighborhood girls are oh, adorable. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah, they're adorable. And they do tell him, "Just shut up." Yeah, and, but I love how they'll just mock him at first. Whatever. Fuck you, man. I'm tough. How how cute was Connor in his karate outfit? Oh he got to my see God! Him. Look. Connor was awesome in his karate outfit. So I stopped by on Monday to watch a little bit of Connor's karate. And uh-huh. he was he was trying to spin his staff. And I was like, nah, man, this is how you got to do it. And he started to look at his instructor. He's like, no, 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 no. Watch. Watch. Look, he's showing you. And uh, it was really fun. And I saw him, and he just walked up to me. He's like, did you see me? I almost crashed. <laughs> and then he, he was like, Oh, God, watch me. I'm almost going to crash. And then he would just run up all the way up to the corner and stop inches before. I love how kids tell on themselves. And then just turn around. I almost crashed. You should have seen Connor's <laughs> face as Matt walked in. Like when, when he sees Matt. So so whenever I say, oh hey, God. hey, Connor, your one punch buddy is coming over. He's like, Matt's coming over. I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right. <laughs> it makes my day, man. And then last night, he's like, hey, Connor, you want to you wanna say goodnight to Matt? He's like, goodnight, Matt. I love you. I was like, oh, my God, my heart. Aww. God. Yeah, I had to rip it out.
That was so fucking adorable. And then he God, goes, "What punch?" Yeah. <laughs> and, and the best part is every time I respond with one punch, I get his little kid cackle. <laughs> <laughs> He's legit getting some l- giggles out of this. It's so awesome. He's my one punch buddy. And then 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 we teased him. This is like. Connor, you have to watch One Punch all the way through it, man. He's like, oh, yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sense a podcast. (laughs) I've been looking for an anime, buddy. That's my Uh, buddy. Yep, he would do it with you. I'll stop on by, be like, all right, this is the homework. This is the assignment, man. Episode this, and then we talk. Pencil about it, it in and make it, make it, a, make it a watch party. This way, everybody in the Perjangers world can watch it with you. I love that idea. The anime watch party. Oh, that'd be great. That's an awesome. Especially Matt with anime. Connor's little insight. Okay. And three, two, one, we're now live. Hop over to the live folder. See what I got at the top story. <clears throat> Shit that didn't make it. Kite Man spinoff series. Really? Did you see that? Um, Hold on. Really? Kite Man? Yeah. This this is here's what this was part of. This show was great. I need ten new superheroes by noon, or you're fired. All right, we got Kite Man, and we got Polka Dot Man, and we got uh, <laughs> Anal Liquor Man. You got what? Um, uh, I got I mean, another name. When you here. said Kite Man, I thought he was a Jew. <laughs> yeah. So Kite Man was like, he was a douchebag. He was Poison Ivy's boyfriend in the Harley Quinn animated series, which if you have not watched that on HBO Plus, I highly recommend that. HBO Plus or HBO Max? HBO Max. It's going to be HBO Plus soon. Who knows? Um, If, (laughs) well, the merger's already. Discovery (laughs) B.O. Actually, this is end end credits, and we've already talked about that. But yeah, with the uh, HBO Max uh, Discovery merger. Yeah. Did you see the. HBO Max Plus. That that would make a good name. Did you see my uh, my little ad there? Assassin's Creed, the first original one's being inducted to the video game Hall of Fame, twenty twenty two. That first game was really good. There's a bunch of uh, uh, like in that article I shared. Let me see if I can pull it back up for you. But um, in the article I shared, there's a, a couple other games as well. You guys are going off. Oh, well, yeah, the end credit was obviously great. Ocarina of Time is also listed on here. That should be. Okay, so we have the 2022 potential finalists are Assassin's Creed, Ocarina of Time, Candy Crush Saga, Dance Dance Revolution, Minesweeper, Miss Pac-Man. Well, Minesweeper, yes. NBA Jam. Yes. Parappa the Rapper for PS1. I mean, that was it was a greatest hit on PlayStation. It was it was a fun game. It was just like yeah. one of those little catchy little PS1 games. It was one of those commercials. I was like, oh, that's a video game. I'm never playing that. The first original classic, Resident Evil. Yeah, man. One story that didn't make the cut Hold last on, did week you say was... Ocarina of Time? Ocarina yeah. of Time. That one's, yeah, you yeah. gotta go, you gotta go with that. Yeah. Rogue. Uh, I have no recollection of that. Um, Sid Meier's <laughs> Civilization, the first one. Okay. And Words with Friends. I played that a lot when it first came out. Yeah. It was it just it was really fun. Scrabble and crack, that's um, all it is. Yeah, now it's Wordle is the big thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is 
Kyle Hill of is that the, the one that turns into the butterfly <coughs> Wordle? No, that's uh, but well, that's, that's Weedle. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's close, close. Weedle, Weedle was the answer. Come on, guys, Beaker. Also, sounds like a venereal disease. Yeah, but he morphs into she co- got the Weedle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and all he does is get hard. <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible thing. Anyway, another guy who's hardening is. Um, you know, this guy, Kite Man. Uh, next story. <laughs> <laughs> Last one I have up here is uh, the third season of this Harley Quinn series is going to pay homage to the animated series, uh, Batman. Okay. So, as it should, because that's where Harley Quinn came from, you know. Um, I really think that it's nice that they have that nod. Um, and it's really nice that they're adding in, um, you know, all the stuff that they do to that show because it's, it's a really good show, but it's also, it's original because they have the relationship with Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn and, uh, I forget his name, but the dude who voices King Shark is absolutely fantastic. Really funny. There's a great cast in it, too. So this getting more legs on HBO, it just makes sense. You know, they're making a, they were making already making a lot of <clears throat> really great series. Yep. And now they have the ability to get all further money with DC because they have all the properties that they could want and everything that you want them to do, they're working on sound funny? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, no you no. always sound that way. There we go. Maybe you sound right. fine. It's when you move the mic, it makes that little squeaky <laughs> sound. Like like a, like there's a faint parakeet in the microphone. That's the uh, parakeet gremlin. Okay. I'm glad we got that figured out. Yeah, a new electrical gremlin. Um, yeah. But uh, you have not watched the Batman yet? Dude. She you, has you know uh, shadow marks. Yeah, no, we were busy her, uh, last outfit. weekend <laughs> messing with the Mac computer to get it back up. I resurrected your baby. Uh, yes, the podcast moves on. Apparently, you just flipped a lever. <laughs> a couple levers, yeah, a couple levers. He flipped. Just yeah. like we're gonna flip to this next story. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, that's the uh, explained thing. The five levels. I keep that up there so I can continue to watch it. But I'll always talk about that. <clears throat> the um, Go back to business cards came in. They look good. That they do. I have it. Right. I'm very, very happy with them. It was just. A, it was. A, thank you, Vista Print, for that. <laughs> I stopped by the A1 Beer Barn. Okay. And I spoke with them. Um. There we go. That's better. Is it better now? Yeah, yeah. There was something funky. Is it A or B? I got to look at He's got the funk. Or B. So, um, business cards. You can find them at the A1 Beer Barn. Um, Premier Martial Arts. Yep. Going to be popping up at a bunch of different locations. Um, So, it has a QRL code. And on the back, you will find our infamous uh, hashtag, Perjangers Perjanging. We are going to paint the town Perjangers. I don't know what color that is. It's whatever color we want. 42. Got it. Thank you. So, business cards, the print media is out there. We're obviously already out there in the digital media. And 
Oh, this, I so I stopped by the beer barn and I was talking to uh, the one manager there. Yep, and she was saying that uh, they want to do something in the you know like late springtime to have like um, the Dutch Destroyer come in. Hold on, and possibly have a live event there. So that's another little live event that we can add on to our chalk there to chalk that up. Oh no. Oh, our wonderful woman is here. Hold on, we have to hide this. Hi. We have to hide our hideous selves. Yeah, there we go. Hola, Katarina. How are you? Here, we can look like... I'm good, thank you. How are you? Mm. How's work treating you? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of that, huh? A lot of that going around. I understand that sarcasm. (laughs) I got that assignment. I understood that reference. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, they, oh, we just talked about a couple stories in the end credits here. One, um, Kite Man, yes, Kite Man is getting a spinoff series on HBO Max. Who? Kite Man? Kite Man. Here. Yeah. Yeah, pull, pull, pull that shit back up. <laughs> this guy. This guy? <laughs> Hold on. Hey, oh, yeah, if we're you on, see us, we're on you this. don't see. Well, yeah, yeah, so right. there, there we go. The, uh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, and make sure you pop up the projanger box in the full screen, too. That'll take up ad space on that box side. Yes, it would. There we go. Hey, but yeah, go. <clears throat> from the Harley Quinn series, uh, Poison Ivy's, well, <clears throat> in season one, her boyfriend, Kite Man, the incredible douchebag, he's getting a series. And then on the other story was the Harley Quinn season three is going to have a... Uh, Batman the Animated Series reference in there. So they're going to be paying homage to that. So two nice little things in the animated universe for HBO Max that didn't quite make the cut this week. But starry skies and <laughs> and blurry background. I just got it. So I was saying um, that didn't work on the tablet. <clears throat> oh, you know, oh, my you know, gosh. You know Why what? can't I say words? There was another story that came up, and I thought instantly thought of Katarina. Yeah, is that Chromebooks are starting to roll out with Steam? Yeah, you can get free games and play them on. Well, maybe play. I don't know what they're going to be able to have on that. Matt Matt, Matt can give you his login, and you can just pillage his library. What you could play on it, but Mm. yeah. You get the uh, st- your Steam Unless is starting you to roll with out on the, Chromebook. The cloud computing. For, what if I delete all your profiles on accident? Um, you wouldn't be able to. No. Okay. We would just family share the the library, and then so you create your own see. account. And then I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kat. That's not possible. <laughs> I cannot believe what we are ending today's show on. I cannot fathom how this is even a debate you feel it's worth having i just wanted to pick a fight but also let that expand <laughs> on to try and make dick jokes different <laughs> try you have yet to not succeed that's no, very good I'll point there but also expand on the different second and second in commands and who could be better than them uh i sent that in the group chat that gif was the best second in command that ever was and ever will be Number that was Magel Barrett. She was number one for Captain Pike. Oh yeah, number three hundred one is the podcast title. But yeah, no Captain oh, Pike. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff out there that we'll obviously 
Oh, it's the end credits we, that we've already talked about. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of stuff that we will get to. I just wish that I actually would give Bob the time of day to actually watch any of their stuff. We can, we can. Who was it. the gentleman with us last week? That is uh, a cousin-in-law. His name's Jimmy. Yes. We'll call him. uh, I'm with Jimmy last week. Jimmy Electric. Yeah, because he is an electrician. Boogie, woogie, woogie. (laughs) He was was, um, was very funny last week. (laughs) I haven't gotten to that one because we had the struggle with the Mac computer and I got backed up. Giggity. Um, No giggity. No, 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 don't. That's that's a no giggity. Well, you guys were having a good time. I enjoyed watching you guys giggle. Uh, I did not hear anything that he said, though. So all I could see was your reaction. Today's podcast is going to be a really great one. And I know it's not just the end credits. There's a lot of good stories in there that I know we're going to be enjoying. But another thing that they should enjoy is hitting that subscribe button right there, yeah, right above buddy. my head. That's going to be the very I thought you were going to say, Chris, best. finally watched the Batman. No, I no, did not. No, he didn't. No. <clears throat> it's going to be the very best. I spent best. the weekend resurrecting his computer. Per Jangers and Wallhangers right, video for you. Right. right above the old man's head. That's going to be every single Triforce podcast in a playlist. Very easy to find. And, of course, as our main man, Connor, always says, Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.